Let's take a break from vacation and finally find out what happened when I got evicted from the van. It was 1997 into the fall when Boogie Nights came out. Now, Atlanta, somewhat progressive, but not progressive enough to have Boogie Nights on any theater anywhere near us. So we drove over to Atlanta, me, my van mate, and somebody else, and it was a great show. Love that movie. On the way back, though, I guess somebody was trying to be a big, bright, shining star, and there was some sort of digression in the front. So who's going to ride shotgun? Well, not us. We're busy back here. I might have told it before, so by the time we got back to the Burbs, it was a gimme-your-key scenario. So there I was in a Home Depot parking lot right next to my Dodge 500, which is no car to sleep in. So it was time for me to hit the streets. I did some couch surfing before I was able to find my bearings and get a place of my own, which is what I want to tell you about today as we talk about borders, ditches, and black and white cookies when we explore the gray area of joshing around. I must have said it before, but let's say it again and let it sink in. Not only have I lived in a van, but I've been evicted from one. So there I was, hat in hand, or at least backpack, couch surfed for a time before I finally found a good deal on a rent-by-the-week trailer far from the restaurant I was working at. So if I was far from downtown Atlanta to begin with, now, once again, I was closer to Alabama than even Mida might have been. But there I stood, so I was just going to make the best of it until whatever happened, happened. Close to winter, my trailer didn't have heat or hot water, so I huddled around a Glade candle and smoked my cigarettes while ashen in a Waffle House ashtray. They told me when I got into the trailer park to stay away from the cesspond. What's a cesspond? I said, you don't want to know. Some kids fell in the other day. It was quite a mess. Well, luckily I only had to stay there for about a week until one day I was driving home from the Italian oven restaurant I worked at when I passed a gentleman not far away who was wearing a shirt that matched my uniform. So I said, hey, hey, do you need a ride? And he said, yes. Do you need a room? Oh, uh, you know what? Actually, I do. Hop in. So we got into my Dodge 500 convertible and we drove about 200 yards to the house at the end of the essentially driveway from the restaurant to my new abode. And that's when Oscar, a militant alcoholic Puerto Rican, showed me to the master bedroom of this four-bedroom home and told me that I could rent it for $175 a month. And that included all the utilities. The older I get, the less I consider Oscar an alcoholic, but he was definitely Puerto Rican and militant probably for sure because his father was in the Puerto Rican army. Whatever that consisted of, I don't know. But Oscar aspired towards the same, but he was pushing 40, maybe higher. And that goal was just out of reach for him. But I was still happy to have the place. The master bedroom was huge. I had my own bathroom connected to a laundry room as well for $175 a month. You couldn't beat it, except for all the fleas. Yeah, I don't know who lived there before. Maybe the biggest St. Bernard ever. But in any event, you could walk into the room barefooted, shorts on and the next thing you know it looked like you had dad's business socks on because fleas covered your feet that thick well what i learned to get him out 
Love and my carpet didn't quite do the trick, so instead I found a light that you could plug in and place over some water. And what had happened was the fleas would jump right into it, and there they sat in that pail in that dish the next morning. Disgusting, I know, but at least after a couple of weeks, I wasn't wearing black socks at night and red socks in the morning. To prove that 19-year-olds can't stay mad, and because I had it too good not to share, it didn't take long before I told my old van mate that Oscar had an extra room. He got to take one of the spare bedrooms at $150 a month, but we did spend most of the time in my master bedroom because it was a palatial estate. We would have Nerf gun shootouts in there. I bought a Nintendo 64 on my Sears card, and as we were playing San Francisco Rush, which is a driving video game, I wondered out loud, hey, if I can smoke cigarettes while I drive a real car, who's to say I can't smoke cigarettes while I drive a video game car? So that's what led us to start smoking cigarettes and <laughs> inside, and we had an ash on the floor area. After a while, we would just flick our butts into old Intamin's cake pans because once again, we were 19-year-old boys. While I'm describing living life like the full-grown kid in that movie Big, now would be as good a time as any to say that that character, Josh Baskins, should be the number one pick on any Josh team. I describe Oscar as the lush, but our lifestyle was fueled by Bloods and Chianti from the Italian restaurant we worked at because he didn't hear this from me, but even though we were 19, somebody at that restaurant was hooking us up with wine. No matter how I describe Oscar, he was a hard-working guy for a time, and that's evident by the fact that he was a pizza cook at the Italian oven, and he was also the dairy manager at a Winn-Dixie in the same strip plaza. Fun story from his time there is one day, somebody tried to steal some steaks from that Winn-Dixie. That's when Oscar, the dairy manager, teamed up with the meat manager to track down this steak thief. And when they found him, they grabbed him and threw him in the dairy freezer where they kept him there half the day, stripped him naked, interrogated him, and told him he was never allowed in the store again. Oscar came home and told me the story when I explained to him that that was kidnapping, probably a lot worse than just stealing a steak. He had drank so much cheap wine at that point that he really didn't know what I was talking about. When I say Oscar drank cheap wine, I want you to know exactly what I'm trying to describe. You've seen it before on the end cap at a Dollar General or maybe a discount beverage. It's the two and a half gallon bottle of Livingston Cellars, a bottle so big that it actually has an extra handle for your thumb near the top. Something like you might see in a jug band, but without the three X's on the side. And Oscar would take that, put his thumb through the hole, and then pour a mason jar full as he would then drink down that wine, be it red or white, like it was a refreshing glass of Gatorade. Oscar probably had two gallons of that cheap wine before he came into Cliff's room at two in the morning and told us we had a mission to take out the trash. When I asked, what do you mean? He explained that he hadn't been paying the $20 a month to have someone else take out our garbage. So he'd just been throwing it in the backyard. And now it was our time to fill that trash into the van and take it to the dump ourselves. What? What do you even 
even talking about? Cliff said, I'm going to bed. Josh, handle this. So he handed me the keys to the van, and there stood Oscar, dressed all in black, and me, eyes as slit red as they could be, wandering out to the van. We filled it full of trash and then made our way out of the driveway down the county road we lived on, not too far before Oscar said, pull over here, over a drainage ditch on a small little path until he opened the side of the van and started throwing out those black hefties over the air conditioners, old hot water heaters and refrigerators until the van was once again empty. Oscar then got in the back and tried to guide us because it was too dark for me to see, but I couldn't understand his broken English. I asked him to gesture, which way should we go? And he ported hard to the right. Where? To the right? Are you sure? Well, I took his advice after he pointed and screamed, vamos, go, vamos. And that's when I backed it up just a little bit more to where the back of the van fell in the ditch, so much so that the front end stuck van up. I still don't know how it happened, but no matter how hard I pushed on the accelerator in drive or reverse, there was no move in that van. It was the longest walk to go back and tell my van mate that we had gotten that thing stuck. And we did. He called the tow truck driver, and luckily they got the van out before any police came to ask why our name was on all this trash. That story had a happy ending, if only because it's tough to kill a Dodge van. Shortly thereafter, the older waitress I worked with, Mida, ended up moving into our house with her two older daughters when their manufactured home got condemned. Her daughters, Celia and B2B, were 17 and 19 respectively, with the older one being pregnant. They enjoyed their stay a lot from what I could tell. They taught me the essence of hair and nail care while they recorded songs off the radio on some of my cassette tapes. How did they do that, you said? Well, you could take a cassette tape back in the day and simply fill in the top of it with some wadded up paper and then the tape player thought it was a blank tape and would record over whatever you held dear. Mida's family didn't stay long before they got a new manufactured home placed on their 40 acres. Shortly thereafter, Oscar started to have an affair with the woman he worked with at the grocery store. He described some of their encounters by saying they would kiss and it tastes good. Then they would drink of the wine and it tastes good. Then he'd kiss her and she tasted like the wine and he got drunk on her kisses. Well, that crescendoed when one day they had a date and I guess what had happened was there was far too much Livingston Cellars in too many mason jars and Oscar got too drunk on her kisses because she had fled the scene by the time my vanmate came home to find Oscar passed out face down yet naked with his rear up in the air on the bathroom floor. And luckily that's not something I had to see for my 175 a month. Be that as it may, Oscar had his kitchen decorated like a true Italian chef. So there were jars of uncooked pasta. And then right in the middle, there was a large mason jar filled with those generic black and white store-bought cream cookies. And I guess he simply had them there for decoration. But after a while, I started to eat them. And somehow with those cookies, the staler the better. In between the shakedowns and the affairs, though, Oscar was an industrious man. At one point, he built his own furniture, a full couch and a lazy boy. And while it was the most uncomfortable furniture that made you sit at a complete 90-degree angle covered in the most hideous prints you've ever seen, still, who makes their own furniture? 
The backstory would take too long and still doesn't make sense to me, but shortly after Oscar completed the furniture, we had an honest-to-God crackhead move into the house with us. And while I don't want to talk about the bumbaclot that done stuffed up the tub, I will tell you about the fire that started on the stove when we walked in, my van mate and I, one day, to find this woman had been sautéing a fire while she was passed out in front of half a 40 of Hurricane. That was really the beginning of the end. I found out after the fact that we had a dog living in the backyard for some time, and it was that dog that finally caused Oscar to get evicted when he had eaten into all of the garbage that had been replenished into the backyard so that it looked like some sort of odd art exhibit to the oncoming road. And I guess after a while, people told the landlord, or maybe he saw that mess himself. But in any event, boom, 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 we got a sheriff's like knock at the door one day, and shortly thereafter, Oscar said that we all had to go. I surfed some couches and spent a few weeks camped in the car, but my Atlanta experience never really recovered from that eviction. So now's a good place to end the episode. If you want to be a big, bright, shining star, remember to stay out of the cesspool and sit shotgun when asked. Be nice to your coworkers, spray for fleas, and definitely spring for trash pickup so you don't end up driving a van into mire before we saute fire to go along with joshing around.